Hello and welcome back to the Heartscaping Podcast. I'm your host Shah Higginson and in this episode I'd like to take you on my own journey of unraveling a lot of my subconscious programming. So I'm not going to take you back to the beginning of my story because as you may know I started this podcast a couple of years ago. I did a few episodes and then lockdown hit in Australia and I found myself in a situation where I could try and continue the episodes or I could just be really kind to myself and honor the fact that I was locked into a house with my husband, a dog and two loud children and then I just didn't have the the time or the space to continue those episodes. I do talk about my own story of coming into doing this work in originally it was mindfulness coaching and transformation mentoring I won't go over that because you can go and find that episode and listen to it yourself but also I think that the story that I tell now two years on will be slightly different to what I used to think my story was And what I'd like to discuss in this episode is kind of the behind the scenes of the story that I actually told. So I was working as a a mindset coach and I was getting wonderful results in my work. And I believed in the modalities that I was using very deeply and I loved my work. So I wasn't surprised that I was getting such good results. But on my own journey of um, trying to figure things out as I went along, I did work with different um, mentors and healers and and coaches along the way. And I met a wonderful woman who mentored me for a while and I shared a space with her in East Fremantle for a while, who happened to be a shamanic healer. And I had no idea at the time what that meant. And I didn't really look into it. I just, I feel like when I choose to work with someone, it's because they, something in the way they are or what they, the way they speak resonates with me. And so I feel like that's the right person for me to engage with at that time. And the very first time I met Natalie Seng, she told me that I had shamanic gifts and I had no idea what that meant. Um, she asked me if I'd had any shamanic training and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But she, um, and she didn't really go into all the fluffiness. Um, Nat's a very grounded healer. And, um, but she kind of planted that seed. And when I started to look into what shamanic healing was, it just really did not resonate with me. Um, it was very uh, kind of tribal and theatrical and um, I had this perception of it that was like, well, that's that's not really me. That's not in alignment with who I am. Um, I don't really feel that I'm going to be dancing around a fire, um, <laughs> blowing smoke into people's faces and, you know, with feathers. And what I didn't realise is what shamanism truly is, is working directly with the soul and I had many very interesting conversations with Nat where for me working as a hypnotherapist and her working as an energy healer she would tell me what you call the subconscious mind I call the soul and we had so many really interesting 
debates, not not that they were we were arguing different perspectives at all, but we were communicating to each other how we perceived what was going on when we were working with people. And I came to realize that we were talking very much about the same thing and we're very much doing the same thing, but we were labeling it differently. And it also brought to my attention that it didn't matter how I was labeling this. The truth is the results and the intention that I had were to really help people connect with their essence and with what they truly wanted. And there was a point in my journey where my business was called the mindset strategist. I changed that to the soul strategist because I realized that I wasn't working with people's mindset. I wasn't working with their mind. I believed I was, but sometimes people would come to me and say, well, this is what I want to achieve. And I would say, okay, so what do you need to believe to get you there? But my true intention was to get them in alignment with what they truly desired. And sometimes that's not what they thought they wanted. And the results were that people would come back to me and say, I feel amazing. I feel really good and really light and really happy, but I'm not doing that thing that I originally thought I wanted to do. It's just not, it's kind of feeling a little bit stuck. And when we revisited that, it was very clear to them and to me that they didn't actually want what they thought they wanted. And so I started to really soften into the fact that, okay, I am working with the soul. I'm not exactly sure what that means. And what I kind of unraveled after a while is that it doesn't really matter what that means, because when we try and label things and put them into boxes, we, we lose so much of the magic of what's actually happening. And at the end of the day, me wanting to label what I was doing and explain it to people was trying to explain it to their, their ego and explaining it to their mind when in actual fact, this is not the stuff of the mind. This is really connecting with the heart and connecting with the soul and going so much deeper than that. So I did work for a while with both uh, mind and soul, doing a lot of mindset work and working with hypnosis, but also doing energy work with people until I realized that some of my clients had gone through some pretty intense trauma. And what we do with hypnotherapy is often to kind of revisit the experience and see it from a different perspective. So I found that that was very helpful for some clients, absolutely essential for some, but for others, not necessary. And what I discovered with shamanic healing and working with the soul is that you can help people heal on a deep level without re-engaging with that trauma. And that's the one thing that made me want to drop that label of hypnotherapist and help people on that deeper level, but without having to engage or talk about or kind of like poke that trauma. And, um, and that was very weird for me to wrap my head around on a mindset level I could not make sense of how you could um, transmute something without actually um, witnessing it or, or going into that. 
but the fact is the results were there and what I gave myself permission to do is to be okay with not fully understanding everything and that's very difficult when you're someone like me and you have learned a lot of things and you've um, you've spent a lot of time and energy in and money in learning the things that you know to be able to let go of that need to know and to understand is um is quite challenging and the only reason that I was able to do that is because I felt that on a deeper level it's not really up to me the reason I wanted to label that was you know to be able to explain it to others and to satisfy my own ego but really the work that I'm here to do is to serve people on a on a much deeper level and therefore I need to trust in in the unknown because I literally tell other people to trust in the unknown and to trust in the process of co-creation um, so I had to kind of soften into that myself and so again that was um, not an easy process and uh, it's really it's really the end game and the intention and the the results that enabled me to let go of my need to understand it and you know to just witness if someone had some really deep trauma that I was able to do a session with them fully surrender into the weirdness of the process but then on the other side have them be completely free of that you know many of my clients explained it like a, it felt like this dark cloud had been lifted from them I thought well if I can do that then really how I do it really doesn't matter it's really the result that I'm here for so I was able to kind of let go of that because of the end result but that said during this whole time I was still trying really hard to keep all of my wording and my content very rational and very um, logical because I believed that if I went all kind of woo and just went all spiritual, then I would be less credible. And as much as this is true for some people, um, this is not necessarily true for the people that I aspire to help in my work. Because there are some people who are really stuck in their heads and um, are maybe interested in mindset work, not absolutely not interested in connecting with their soul. And that's okay. I mean, if that's a choice that someone makes, that is their choice. And it's not my job to tell them that they're wrong and they should do things my way. But it's my job to show up authentically for the people who are desperately trying to get out of their heads and are trying to connect with that deeper part of them. And they maybe don't really know what to do because they've been doing all of the mindset work and been doing all of the research and, um, you know, seeing a, a therapist and, and all of that talking about what's going on has not been helping them so maybe it was time to try something different but while I explain this I really want you to understand that there was so much doubt and fear that um, that was creeping into my experience through this whole time and I know that from the outside it seemed like I really had my stuff together and I knew exactly what I was doing but it was very scary every step of the way and every little bit of myself that I showed to whether that was to my clients or to the woman that um, I held circles for 
or the events that I I did or when I was, uh, you know, asked to come and speak at an event, I felt very vulnerable in doing that and it was it was very scary. So I, I just want to normalise that and make it very clear that it was not an easy process because what we're doing when we're stepping into our truth we're sometimes going against what people believe us to be. And so for a long time, people believed me to be what my job was. And my job description was an interior designer. So when suddenly I was a, a mindset coach, there were some people who were like, what the hell? Like, that's not like, that's not who you are. I don't understand how that happened. But behind the scenes, there were, I spent years learning and developing my own mindset and understanding all these different tools and practices and absorbing a lot of content and integrating that content and you know drawing connections between things and when I was training to become a hypnotherapist there were months and months that I spent waking up in the middle of the night and studying for two hours and then going back to sleep because that's the only time I had and it was very important to me because I loved this content and it was very interesting and I was willing to make that sacrifice. But people around me in my, um, in my day-to-day life didn't know that. They only knew that once upon a time I was an interior designer and then suddenly I was a mindset coach. And it made them quite uncomfortable because they didn't see the inner workings and the inner change that I needed to do to get me there. And so I really want to make that clear that as we transform, it's an inner job. We are transforming so much on the outside and then it translates. We're transforming on the inside and then that translates into our outer world. But nobody really gets to see that inner process other than us. And it's okay for that to be a really messy process. Because it feels to me like, um, you know, it's like we're, we're in a snow globe and we kind of shake it up and everything's up in the air and we're not quite sure what it's going to look like on the other side. Um, so if your life at any point has felt like you're in a snow globe and everything's up in the air, just know that the inner transformation that's happening um, will require of you to let go of other people's opinions other people's idea of who you are but also your own personal sense of identity that needs to break down for you to become whatever is underneath so I'd just like to finish this episode by saying that I didn't choose to become a shamanic healer I unraveled all of the things that I was not and realized that that is who I am. But also, that is not all that I am. I still have so many other aspects of me that are yet to be explored. And that is true for me just as much as anybody else. When we when we are seeking our purpose, we tend to confuse our purpose with our job description. And it's never as simple as that, right? If someone is, for example, a project manager, that doesn't tell you much about what they do in their day-to-day life. Depending on that project and the kind of person that they are, 
they're going to be doing their job in a completely different way. So whatever that label is that you have assigned yourself or that you have been assigned by the outside world, ultimately that is not what your purpose is and that is not what truly defines you. That is just a label and it's just an aspect of you. So can we please just unravel all of that seriousness out of trying to label what we do and who we are and um, just honour that we're, we're actually so much more than that and we are also constantly evolving and constantly changing. And so what I'm explaining now is my truth at this particular point in time and what I may communicate in six months time may be completely different but I'm okay with that process because I know that everything and anything is always transforming and my belief systems and the way that I explain what I do does not need to be rigid and neither does it need to be so for you. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up for today. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time. In the next episode, I will be unpacking some of the ways that we become conditioned by our family and our upbringing belief systems and how to break free from that with compassion. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love you to leave a comment and rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. And I really look forward to connecting you with you next time. Bye for now.